So welcome everyone to episode one. You're listening to Marcos, aka the the health guy on this podcast known as Homeboys and Hedge Funds, the podcast about increasing financial literacy and people of color. I'm a doctor of physical therapy, serving as the health correspondent for today and all episodes going forward. And I'm Joe, a couple degrees in finance. Certified financial planner, planner candidate, and I am the wealth guy. Health is wealth. That's what we're about. Uh, we are currently in the midst of some challenging times, not only in the nation, but across the world, as we are all feeling the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. So today, Mar- what we want... Sorry. Marcos, you're in Florida. I'm in the D.C. area. I think we're at like day 39 of... The shutdown. How far along are you guys? I lost count. To be real with you, uh, <laughs> we're we're on a day of shutdown. Is one day too many? I can tell you that much. Uh, I feel like this started maybe March seventeenth, uh, eighteenth, something around that. My clinic decided to close on the thirtieth, so I feel like I've just been kind of counting since then. It's been over a month. It's been too long, essentially. <laughs> way too long. It's way too long. All right, so let's just dive right in, Coach, if you're ready. All right. Fire away, sir. So now that we're all shut in and hopefully not sick and shut in, uh, what are the risks to our health that we're facing right now uh, being trapped in the house? Yeah, so I think that because there's this forced quarantine isolation going on, there are two big risks that come to mind. Uh, one of which is overeating. The other one is becoming sedentary. So with overeating, I feel like that actually happens uh, by a matter of like two ways. Number one, you're actually like eating more. You're at home all the time. You have the, the kitchen is really close by. You have access to all the snacks and cookies and crackers and stuff that you've like stocked up on uh, to deal with the quarantine. And you just visit the fridge more than regularly. Uh, so that is like one form of overeating. The second form is like you kind of eat the same amount, but you're not burning it off. So you because you're doing less. So essentially, what's happening is, is because you're not moving as much. You know, the current food intake that you have does not match up with your in- energy expenditure. So you also kind of like overeating that way, but it may not seem like it because you're not actually consuming more calories. You're just burning them at a, like a less frequent rate. So, yeah, so given that fact, go ahead. <laughs> given that fact that we are stuck in the house, we're eating too much, we're on the couch, we're Netflixing and chilling. Uh, how often do we need to move? <laughs> well, there are a couple guidelines. I just want to throw out the official ones. This is from the ACSM, that's the American College of Sports Medicine. They recommend 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise a week. So that can kind of come in two different ways, depending on how you break it up. You can do like 30 minutes of like moderate intense exercise five days a week, or you can go crazy and get close to an hour doing versions of like HIIT workouts to kind of get your heart rate a lot more elevated towards the max. Um, So yeah, those are their recommendations. I think what is happening is that because, you know, people are kind of forced to work from home, they don't have that, that quote-unquote exercise that was already built into their day whether they had a very active job you know working in healthcare, 
or in the classroom, you know, walking to work, biking to work, going up and downstairs, all of those things uh, are now reduced to almost zero, depending on your line of profession. Uh, so I think that is just kind of like one of the fallouts of the COVID crisis right now is that people just don't have access to to be as active because number one they've closed all the, the gyms because that's been deemed not an essential business so people have to get creative to work out nowadays we're kind of being forced to think outside the box i was <laughs> challenging for myself you know i'm kind of a gym goer uh i did manage to kind of like bring home a couple weights from work don't let this episode get out to management because they may not appreciate that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, I brought home some things for work. I have a jump rope. Uh, I, I found a TRX on one of those like off-road websites, so I kind of like been using stuff like that. But I feel like people have more access to ways to move than they think they do. So you bring up a good point about going to the gym. Um, one of the things that I use the gym for, in addition to watching my waistline, is reducing stress. Uh, there's been a, a big gap for me during this quarantine as we uh, trudge through the second month of this. So what are some stress management strategies that we can employ if we can't get to the gym? Oh, that's a very great question you pose there, sir. I think stress is something that, you know, it's like a silent killer. At the end of the day, uh, it creeps up on you in a number of different ways. And I feel like the inability to manage it effectively uh, just has so many negative impacts to your health. And it's, and it's hard. Like you said, like, you know, people had the outlet of getting out of the house, going to work, going to the gym, hanging out in the social circles. But that's all been like taken away now. And that goes into the fact that, you know, you're in a challenging time, maybe economically, also uh medically as well so what can people do uh to reduce the stress a couple things that come to mind i think is to even though you're you're cut off from like visiting you know family friends still try to connect with them you know there's a number of social platforms out there that you can still connect with these people virtually and it is not the same i will say as you know having that close contact but the relationships are still there uh you would be surprised how fruitful those meetings could be to kind of help calm somebody's mental. Uh, so just kind of keep maintaining those relationships. Uh, have you been doing that, Sir Joseph? I've been, uh, you know, trying my best. Of course, we have our own University of Miami group that does our weekly happy hours on Zoom. No, you! Um, also, <laughs> also have a uh, group of high school buddies that I still hang out with here in the uh, D.C. area. We also do a weekly Zoom for happy hour. Uh, but there's been some crazy instances where um, I told you guys, but my wife actually participated in a um, exchange of vows via Zoom, which was uh, very interesting, sort of bizarre, but a sign of the times and how people are having to adjust and just the way that this crisis is, you know, deeply impacting people's lives and plans that they had for this year. Uh, 2020 was supposed to be, you know, the big beginning to a new decade and it's been a heck of a beginning, uh, but not necessarily what people expected. Um, so we try our best up here to, uh, you know, do our, our video chats. Um, I and my brother both are fortunate enough to have brought um, new baby girls into the world this year. And 
they can't really see their family the way you would expect a newborn to see their family. So, you know, the video calls are very important, uh, sending pictures to folks and uh, videos of them all the time. And, you know, just being more intentional about contacting those people who, you know, normally you wouldn't think twice about sending that text or call, but now it's more important than ever to check in on folks make sure that they're good. Yeah. You know, I think it just kind of speaks to the resiliency of, of our people, you know, you know, just kind of finding ways to get, get it done in the midst of like crisis. You know, I'm, I'm forever grateful for those, those Saturday happy hour zoom calls with you and the rest of the you fam. Uh, because I think I've like seen y'all like more through a screen that I think I've seen you all like probably last year with times like crazy. that's a word. Yeah. yeah. When you think about it, but dude, like the technology that we have in 2020, even though it's been a shit crazy year. So I don't know if we need to edit this for this podcast yet. Uh, but I'm cool with the explicit version. <laughs> all right. Expertise is our go. All right. But no, I mean, I think we have so much technology at our disposal that it, uh, it allows us to still connect with people, you know. So I feel like it's making, sure. us get, it's making us get more creative as it is. You know, I had an Easter brunch via Zoom. You know, so, uh, that's kind of awesome. What'd you yeah. cook? Whoo! We made some popovers. When I say we, I mean the wife. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we did just eggs, turkey, bacon. You know, basic stuff. Then we made some rice crispy eggs because uh, I wanted to be a little child. And uh, have some something sweet on that day, but we have a like a like a Zoom taco crawl somehow where everybody's making tacos and drinking tequila, you know, virtually. So I, I didn't pass that up at all. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'm trying to see what else I can do virtually. I'm also not getting these invites, so uh, go ahead and work <laughs> on that. <laughs> I got your email. It'll be a link in the bio. <laughs> All right, so let's switch gears a bit. And uh, you mentioned, you know, not only are people struggling uh, with their health a bit, but, you know, this is a very taxing time uh, financially for folks. Um, we're in, you know, very trying times. We've gotten to the point where over 25 million Americans have filed for unemployment over the last month, which is just unprecedented. Um, so crazy in, numbers. And amplitude and just how quickly everything has happened with the shutdown. Um, so some of the things that folks can be doing to kind of, you know, release that stress as it pertains to finances is, you know, first and foremost, be up to speed uh, with current events as far as uh, stimulus and bailouts are concerned. So uh, there have been several instances where I've talked to friends and family and they weren't even aware that the amounts for unemployment have gone up and the uh, restrictions for folks who can apply for unemployment have changed. Um, to allow more Americans to, you know, put in their applications for unemployment to get those additional funds, um, including, you know, small business owners who think that they're just supposed to be in business or working a nine to five. But that's not the case. You know, these stimulus packages that have been passed over the last month are geared towards folks who are sole proprietors, who are small business owners, who just need that extra um, safety line to be able to last through this spring and the summer. So definitely be aware of those, apply for any and everything, um, paying attention to the rules, but there's a lot of money out there for folks to get um, that can you know, really provide a boost to your households and give you this peace of mind. Um, another thing is that 
you know, hindsight is what it is, but the reason why financial advisors encourage you to have an emergency fund is just for this sort of situation. Um, for single individuals or uh, single income earners, I should say, even if you're married or in a relationship, uh, it's advised that you have six months of expenses saved up, which is a daunting task for some, but if you you know put your mind to it and you set that long-term goal to build up your emergency fund, you can definitely get there and that'll help you to survive times like these. This is not gonna be the last recession we see. This is just the first one that we've seen of this variety um, in our lifetime. So that'll help you to be prepared. Um, for dual income households, it's recommended that you have three months of an emergency fund. So, you know, your expenses are gonna include everything, including, you know, mortgage or rent, utilities, food, um, gas for your car, childcare, if that's applicable to you, all those sorts of things, you wanna make sure that you can pay them. Doesn't mean six months of your salary, doesn't mean three months of your salary. It's three or six months of your expenses uh, so that you can survive uh, the worst of the times. Uh, another thing is, you know, this is a time to get creative. Not only are we using technology to uh, reach out to folks and reconnect with our friends and family, but this is definitely a time to uh, reach out to your networks and help each other out. Um, some are going to have it before others will. And if you can share food, if you can share resources, if you share recipes, um, playlists, you know, there's all manner of things that you can do that can really help out your compatriots, your loved ones, um, so that we all get th through this together. Um, so those are a couple of things that I wanted to point out to you. Um, the other major thing that I guess folks aren't aware of is the restrictions on withdrawals from 401ks and other retirement plans have also been relaxed because of COVID. So up to $100,000 you can withdraw and you have you know an additional amount of time to repay that if you're so able. So just look into all the rules, do all the research and make sure that you're as educated as you can be on what you can do to survive these times. That was good. That was good. No, yeah, I think I've always been curious about, like, you know, how much is enough for an emergency fund? You know, is it six months? Is it three months? So I'm really glad you cleared that up, too. Uh, and I'm really glad you put in a little tidbit about it. it doesn't have to be six months of, like, your income, just six months to kind of cover your expenses uh, that you would incur, excuse me, incur, can't even talk straight, during that time. Uh, yeah, That was good. Uh, another thing I've also done, too, is that I've just found, like, an alternate means of, like, income. You know, being at home uh, at an increased frequency has allowed me to kind of declutter and go through the closet and start getting rid of some stuff, selling it. Selling all, all those Jordans. Selling it on Poshmark and offer up <laughs> and, like, all of these things, man. Like, the Poshmark is low-key jumping right now. I'm not a paid sponsor or spokesperson for them, but, like, yo, if you got some stuff to sell... You can make a few dollars here and there. They do take 20% off the top, which so it is kind of like a health, uh, uh, a hefty little uh, service charge, so to speak. But, you know, they take all the work out of you, prepaid shipping and everything. Uh, I've gotten rid of some J's, gotten rid of some old T-shirts, uh, some UM gear that was like too baggy from back in the day. Everything, that's, <laughs> anything that you wore 2003 to 2006 probably needs to be on this website. <laughs> Nike Miami gear, by the way, in case anybody's wondering. Oh, yeah. um, and it's if Poshmark wants to come on as a sponsor, we would definitely accept that as well. 
Absolutely. You just got to knock down that charge from 20 to about 10. Get y'all cut well, yeah, my ends. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and edit that part out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, no, 20%, man, it's like crazy. Uh, but no, I think that's, that's some, uh, some good points. I feel like at the end of the day, you know, I look at it from the perspective is that, you know, it's not what the COVID-19 crisis took away. You know, it's actually what it's provided us. You know, I think this is an opportunity for people to reinvent themselves, to kind of start side businesses, side little hustles that they, you know, knew that was in them all along. They just didn't have a reason or the time to execute. You know how many people have started selling masks now? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. So many, like, mass businesses popping up. I don't even know how to sew, but if I did, I think I would hop into this market right now. I think it's just booming. Yeah, I actually just picked up a uh, cloth mask from the tailor that works at my job, so for sure. And my dad's working on it, too. Everybody, everybody now is making masks. Uh, But I do want to point out that, you know, if you're someone who has used this time to just recharge and, you know, sit back and relax, that is okay, too, because we definitely can get into that cycle where we just feel like we just need to keep going, going, going. And at this point, the world has arrived at this situation where we can't. And that's okay to take the time to recharge and let your mind just rest for a bit. And, you know, we just want to make sure that, you know, mentally, psychologically, uh, health-wise, that you're still taking care of yourself and that you'll be ready for when things open back up to hit the ground running. I think that's a great stress management technique is that the COVID crisis has forced everyone to kind of push, push pause on things too. So, you know, allow yourself to rest, you know, recuperate from the stresses of your daily life. You know, maybe you had a really challenging school schedule, challenging work schedule, uh, deadlines that you were constantly trying to meet, you know, meetings that you had to prepare for or even host. Uh, now you have time to just kind of sit back and chill. Uh, so I think that's definitely part of managing stress. There are a number of resources online now that, you know, people understand not only like the big corporations, but even like the independent folks understand that, you know, we got to provide these people that are home all the time with certain resources Uh, that goes from workout to guided meditation to yoga to cooking classes. My wife found like a virtual sommelier that was like doing wine tasting. There's like I'm like amazed by the number of activities that I can find virtually nowadays. Uh, But with regard to working out, because I know that it's a big thing nowadays since we're talking about the health and wealth portion of this, uh, one of my first advice to people is that if you were used to going to a Zumba class or you're used to going to Orange Theory or used to going to a HIIT class, I would still try to utilize those resources. You know, reach out to the people that work at the gym, to a trainer that you probably had a personal relationship with, and kind of see if they offer any online content. You know, I think the big box places like Orange Theory and LA Fitness and all of those, they'll be okay. But it's the local yoga studios that, you know, may have opened from people that you know, either through church or through, you know, your workplace that, you know, maybe in need of still trying to provide a service for clients, you know, and if they're not doing it already, reach out to them, see if you can extend, you know, maybe Venmo or Zelle to see if they'll do uh, a virtual workout for like a small group. I think it's a good way. 
That is a great tip. I've seen, you know, several people going on Instagram live and I get these notifications from Nike all the time because they have folks on, you know, the roster that are doing those uh, virtual workouts. And I always say, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then my daughter says otherwise, but one of these days I'm going to get in there. Yeah. Like I said, the number of content is, is enormous, which I think can overwhelm a lot of people. Uh, so I think it's, it's that paralysis by analysis sort of phenomenon where you have so many virtual workouts to choose from, like, who do you go to? You know, that's why I suggest to kind of reach out to something that you're already familiar with. Uh, Nike has put out, you know, virtual workouts with their trainers. I think they range from like 15 to like 30 minutes. We're also not sponsored by Nike, but we are also open to being sponsored by Nike. If you're out there with yes. that swoosh. Yes, yes. We are about that swoosh life. Uh, but the caution I want to give people too is that when you look at these hit classes that are virtual, you got to make sure that you're doing it within your own skill set and your comfort zone. You know, if you want to pause the workout, take rest, go get water, by all means do that. You know, I think what is happening is that there's an increase in the volume, like free workouts. And that unfortunately I think there may be an increase of the amount of like aches and pains associated with that. So take and it's time tough to-, to get to the doctor. Yes, it is. They're closed. So take time to, you know, learn the movements properly. If it's too advanced, scale it back a little bit. You know, maybe you shouldn't be doing burpees with the rest of the virtual class. Maybe you just need to be holding a plank, you know, something a little bit more static. That sort of thing. Yeah. Um, With that, I think one of the techniques that I've utilized that most people I'm pretty sure have in their home is like a standard deck of cards. You got 52 cards. My wife and I, we went through the whole deck one day. Every time I flipped over a black card, I had to do the number of push-ups. Every time she flipped over a red card, she had to do the number of squats. You know, it's, it's fun. It's like a, a connection workout with your significant other. Uh, it's variable, and you could always change it up. You know, the next day, you know, do the deck of cards and then squat for one suit, say spades, push-up for another one, diamonds, you could do jumping jacks. Uh, you could do a plank hold for, for seconds. I think you can get creative with things like that. If, you, if you're uncomfortable going to the vast virtual workout space, hey, go to Decker Cards. Use your own body as a gym. That push-up one is no joke, though. I think I was sore for like three days after that. That is um, actually, you know, getting me to another point that I wanted to make, that accountability partners are important. And for folks who aren't, you know, fortunate enough to be, or unfortunate in certain cases, to be married, um, there are definitely friends that you can reach out to. And, you know, both of you can attend a virtual workout on Zoom and keep each other accountable to, you know, finishing. Also, you can watch each other's form. You can encourage folks when they're taking breaks that they're still doing a good job. Um, it's definitely a good way to, you know, keep yourself active on those days that you don't feel like working out. Your friend probably will. And that's how you make it through. That's how Marcos and I made it through sophomore year of college. Absolutely. Whew. Looking back. Oh, my gosh. That was like, what, 2005? Whoa, 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 whoa. You don't need to, you don't, you don't need, you don't need to age us. <laughs> oh, my God. In 2004, we were just uh, – <laughs> In elementary school in 2004, yep. 
We will just edit that out. Yeah, Nike babies <laughs> over here. <laughs> Team Nike right. babies. So, Marcos, to close, um, do you have any official resources that you want to leave with the folks for, uh, you know, the health side of things before we close out? You know, I will say that, you know, official resources, you know, you can always go to ACSM. That's like I said, the American College of Sports Medicine for daily recommendations. We brought up a few good resources online. Like I said, the Nike training app, that's something that I think that a lot of people have access to uh i feel like a lot of celebrity trainers just a a couple that i follow are like justin boss train i think he's kevin hart's trainer he's always like posting a lot of good content there's follow the leader i know she's in that dmv area that's always like doing stuff as well um i think what the big take home is that people just kind of have to find something that they're interested in you know, and take the time to kind of discover what that is. You know, if you're not into HIT classes, I wouldn't recommend you start downloading HIT classes. You know, if you're into yoga, kind of stay within that space. I mean, that's kind of more your speed, whether it's like yoga or meditation. Uh, like I said, if you already had a working relationship with a gym or a trainer that's doing online content, by all means, reach out to them and see if you can offer some, uh, some resources so they could uh, help keep you fit. Stay moving. That's the biggest advice I can give. Like, you have to move. Unfortunately, like I said, I think there's going to be a fallout from the COVID-19 is that, uh, you know, the increase of weight gain, the increase in stress is going to lead to, like, other issues once this pandemic is over. Uh, And I would hate to see any family go through that uh, because there are resources available. Uh, You can definitely use the basic tips that we have provided today. For sure. And with that, I think we'll close. Any final thoughts, folks? We're wrapping up. Like I said before, uh, you got to look at this crisis as not what has been taken away from you, but what you have been given, whether it's more time with family, more time to rest, more time to explore and personally grow. I think that's the best way to approach that. And I think that mindset will definitely reduce a lot of stress in everyone who is dealing with this. That's all I got. For sure. Well, Marcos, I'm going to hold you to keep coaching me um, because you've dragged me through this whole episode. I've gained weight. I have not worked out. I'm not moving. So we'll get better next week. We will get better. Next. Full disclosure, I am sipping on a brew right now because it was just available. Uh, <laughs> a short walk away. <laughs> uh, thank you, folks, for listening. Tune in next week for more banter and also good health and wealth stuff. Same bat time, same bat channel. We're out. Holla.